Hello, it's Mick. Just before we get into today's episode, I want to introduce you to our Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a subscription service where you can chuck us a couple of quid every month if you like what we're doing, and that helps support the podcast, pay for licenses and pay for new equipment to make the show better and all that sort of stuff. So head over to patreon.com forward slash HM4AS, the four being the number four. And if you can give us some money, that would be really, really great. Uh, I know times are hard, so if you haven't got any money and you're still enjoying it, then please share it, tell your friends put stuff up on your Instagram stories, retweeting, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's really great, and thanks thanks for listening. There are a couple of tiers on the Patreon. So there's the first tier, which is just general support, and that gives us £3 a month, which works out at 75 pence per episode. Uh, then there's a middle tier, which is £5 a month, uh, and that gives you everything in the tier below, and you also get discount on merch. And Lucy's going to draw you a Patreon-exclusive digital print that you'll get when you sign up and then there is a top tier which is £10 a month and I know that sounds like a lot of money but it really 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 will help us uh, keep the podcast going and with that one you get everything in the two tiers below it plus you'll also get a physical print every two months and a free t-shirt when the merchandise that Lucy's making comes so it's all very exciting thank you very much for listening and hope you enjoy this episode Hey this is Bob Tyrell and you're listening to How Much For Sleeve Hello, it's Mick and Lucy from the popular tattoo-based podcast, How Much for a Sleeve, and we'd like to give a few moments over to our new sponsor, DSM Tattoo Machines. Lucy, tell us a bit about them. Well, Mick, DSM Tattoo Machines make exceptional coils and now a new rotary. Tattoo machines, not guns. You can check them out at dsmtattoo.co.uk and don't forget you get 10% off with discount code SLEEVE10. They also make a range of needles. You can find them at lockdownneedle.co.uk. I think they're very nice. How much for the screen? Hello, you are listening to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist, Lucy Richardson, and an actual knob, Mick Tickner. It's a bonus episode today, isn't it? Bonus episode. Yes, it is. Is that a knob? A knob gag? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bonus. Yeah. Maybe it's just the way you say it. A bonus episode. If you do that with your You're listening to the Mick and Lucy show. Today you've got a bonus episode. <laughs> You're horrible. Um, we are talking to our our new collaborative partner sponsor, DSM Ooh. Tattoos. Dan That's self-made. a big word. Yeah. Oh, he's nice. Dan is Love lush. That. And I have a lot of praise for Dan. I'm gonna make him my new friend. Well, we yeah, I'm gonna make you hi Dan, you're gonna be my friend now. I'm gonna come around for Sunday roast. Yeah, that's it. You'll be uh, bullied and abused from now on. That's what happens. <laughs> I'll try to be nice for a while because he he has given me a, a whole tattoo machine and some needles. So we speak about this in the episode, but Dan gave me, and we spoke about it in the last one, but I'm very excited about it. Dan's done a collab with Rotary Works and I'm the first person to get my little mitts on his Rotary machine and I like it a lot. So thank you, Dan. So, yeah, in this episode, we talk a little bit about his tattooing background and also how we got into making machines. And it's it's interesting because I forgive me if I'm wrong. It's just not something you really care about the machines like the the science of how they work. You know, you like them and what they do. But that that engineering bit of it is just not something that you're fascinated with in the way that some tattooists are. I don't get it. I don't understand. I just don't know how somebody can look at it and know how to make yeah. it and what they would change to make it different. Yeah, it's beyond my little my little brain. Yeah, and that's that's sort of what I think's cool is that you look at these things and not only understand them but think I've got a way. I think I know how to improve this or how I can change it a bit so it's more suitable for for someone else who's got this situation yeah. and it fixes it. And that is pretty smart, I think. 
That's it. And he says as well that he tries to make each machine, uh, each machine um, uh, suitable for each tattooist. Like you'll look at what work they do and then try and set it up to suit yeah. their work. And that's lush. You, you don't get that with, with many people, do you? With anyone yeah. else, I don't think. Just buy it, make it work for you, give me the money and see you yeah. later. That's and it. That's, yeah. And yes, like you said, he's, he's, he's a coil man. Uh, originally and is now now getting into rotary machines with his collaboration with your rotary works so yeah that's nice yeah. super nice and uh you know we chatted about about this a little bit in the episode but you know i might even try a coil if it's yeah. light if it's, if it's nice yes, <laughs> we'll someone... see we'll see how that goes but, yeah. <laughs> but i'm open so that is you know that that is taking problems and making solutions if you can get you working on a with a coil machine <laughs> yeah with your knackered paws <laughs> yeah my yeah. aversion to heavy machines yeah, yeah. well cool. watch the space we'll see but for now i'm pretty happy with my my rotary works machines and my dsm slash rotary works set up now that's yeah lush awesome so if you want to look at his stuff it is dsmtattoo.co.uk and his needles are on lockdownneedle.co.uk go check them out use your discount code sleeve 10 at the checkout for 10 percent off shall we get him on yeah i reckon i reckon yeah this is how much for a sleeve bonus episode with bonus made bonus how much for a string we have Dan of DSM Tattoo Machines with us today. Hello, welcome. Howdy, how's it going, guys? Good, thank you. Good, thanks, How are mate. you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. All good. Excited uh, from the news yesterday that we yes. can finally open. Yeah, excited again. and nervous, like a bit. I feel like I've got a huge job ahead now to rebook people. Have you been rebooking them gradually or have you waited? I have not moved from this chair. Uh, this, afternoon. this morning I had some machine stuff to catch up on um, at the machine shop but my priority was trying to get on top of the people that I had to cancel before yeah. um, so it's been a bit wild yeah I it has been wild I started in the first lockdown I started using an online booking system and it's been such a game changer so yeah. now I literally just need to send people a link and they can log on but it's just trying to do it in a fair order and give them enough time uh, yeah. to book it before then sending the link to more people. So yeah, I suppose you have to kind of funnel them through fairly. Yeah, that's is, it. But is there people who 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 were booked in from ages ago who then tried to book in again who are now booking in again, as well as people who were booked in from the second time? So there's people who've been waiting for two like rounds. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sadly for me, yeah, and our shop, the guys at the shop, we're doing a good job of rebooking, but uh, it's difficult. Yeah, it is. And just trying to be so, yeah, just fair, I guess, and mindful. And like, like my first priority was to rebook a London guest spot I had booked at, with Matt Stops. Nice. Yeah. And um, that was originally booked for May last year. And then it was wow. booked for November in that lockdown. Mm, yeah. And then I was like, right, I have to make sure that that's done. So I've rebooked my guest spot and got them all sorted now. So that's good. So, oh, but yeah. It's, it's so stressful. I'm so aware of so many people that are looking forward to it. And, and Yeah, every, and I don't know about you guys, but everything from my end has been really positive. Like the guys at the shop have been really positive. All of our customer base has, has been really, really understanding. We've, there's probably been one or two that have kind of become a little, got a little bit irate with us, but it's totally out of our hands. And mm. you know, but most people have been really good with the rebuild yeah. process. Yeah, same. People have been so lovely and patient. And I think they're really aware that we've had a fucking shit time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a tough old year for us all, hasn't it, really? I mean, and lots of other people, not just us, but yeah. yeah it's been been a bit wild. That's it. So yeah. do you wanna do you wanna tell us a bit about yourself then for people listening who may not be aware of you or just want um, to know? Well, I'm Dan, obviously. <laughs> uh, I build machines. I'm from Norwich. Um, I build machines, build tattoo machines, have a tattoo shop. We've been there for 10 years. Uh, I've been tattooing probably three years longer than that. Um, apart from that, yeah, pretty boring. <laughs> so where did you where did you first learn to tattoo? Did you do an apprenticeship in Norwich? Um, no, not really. So I live in Norwich now. I grew up in Great Yarmouth. 
Um, I did actually hear you mention Great Yarmouth the other day, I think, uh, to do with the pier. You mentioned the yes. pier and the, yeah. the old boys that used to tattoo under the pier there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know about them, but they were called the Mitchell Brothers. Yes. And they're quite well, quite well remembered. I, mean, I, I get to see a lot of tattoos um, by them from the holiday makers that come in our shop. So that's really oh, cool. wow. Uh, but anyway, yeah, back to how I got into tattooing. Just through getting tattooed a lot, a, a massive passion for tattooing. Um, or forgetting tattoos, sorry, when I was 17, 18. Uh, got tattooed a lot. Fell in love with their craft, I think, more than anything. The craft yeah. of tattooing to me was just majestic. It was like, <laughs> how, how, how is this working? How, how does this work? And how is it, how is it applicated onto the skin? Um, I just fell in love with it. I think it was more with a little bit of, I've got quite a strong engineering um, interest as well and it was for me it was the mechanical side of it that really drew me in um, even down to the needles the supplies and and, and mainly the machines um, so yeah got in through tattooing with that uh, made good friends with the tattooist he was tattooing me a lot I mean I was I got quite heavily tattooed um, at a young age and just went from there with it really that's the best way really isn't it like the I think a lot of people will say the best way to get into it is just to get tattooed a lot and make 100%. friends. Yeah, 100%. I get asked a lot, well, how do I get into tattooing? What's the best way? And I'm like, you need to book some hours at the shop <laughs> yeah. for a start. You know, you need to put the effort in and get in tattooed. And I think naturally you kind of learn to understand the process. Yeah. Um, if your interest is strong enough and, you you know, your, your wills are strong enough, you can, you can achieve it, I guess. That's it. Do you have an apprentice? No, we don't have an apprentice. I'm too, if I'm honest with you, I'm too, uh, I don't have an apprentice. We have a, a girl at the shop, V. Um, she's awesome. She's been with us a couple of years. Um, bless her heart. She's stuck with us through all of this crap the last year. She's still there. She still comes in, helps clean the shop. You know, she, she's still there. I think she's there today, possibly cleaning oh, up. We had some decorating done. So she'll, she's getting around to it, but she's kind of the shop apprentice. We're all kind of teaching her between us, which is really cool. Works yeah. really, really well. Um, that's a nice way because then I yeah, suppose like a good you, idea. yeah you just get so many different perspectives and everyone has different techniques and pick up yeah. good tips from everybody really yeah at my shop we're all really good mates as well so it's not it's not a solid work environment it's um we're really good friends so we're all super friendly the shop's really relaxed um, we're lucky enough to be super busy all the time um, and between us yeah we can teach her teach her how to tattoo and that's just where we're going with it yeah so if you're if you say your shop's in Yarmouth yeah self-made tattoo I'm a stone's throw from the pier from the Britannia wow. pier you've got the, the main strip road we're up we're up there and we've been there since yeah 2011. That must be such a great environment to learn because I presume you must get a lot of walk-ins yeah yeah so our summer season is wild and I love it it's my favorite type of tattoo is the walk-ins you never know what's coming through you get to meet yeah. so many different people from all walks of life from all different areas and you just make them a good tattoo. Yeah, yeah. that's how I learned really. Like the shop I'm in now, it's always been a street shop and um, like Grant, we're both lucky enough because he's so busy and now yeah. all my work comes from Instagram. But when I was learning, the tattoos I was doing was stuff that came in the door mm. and being put on the spot and having best to do way. a whole range of stuff, it is the best way. A hundred percent, yeah. And you never know what's coming through. You get to tattoo all different styles of tattooing. Um, which for me, being someone that's more interested in the aspect of the craft and how it's done, more than the artistic side of it, for me, I'm really obsessed with the application of tattooing. So doing walk-ins, perfect. I get to test all my machines, all my ideas, you know, and I can build a machine, pass it around the shop. We can all tattoo with it, you know, lots of different customers all day. Um, perfect. Through the winter, obviously, we don't get any tourists in Yarmouth in the winter. It's like a ghost town. But we have all of our regulars who are awesome too. Yeah, we've got lots of, a, a big sort of regular following in the area. So it's nice. It's that good. is nice. That's just got a question about walk-ins. So, because we know tattooists have a, have a style that they're, that they're known for, especially now with Instagram when you can, yeah. you know, when you get someone come in that isn't, wants something that isn't quite in that style, does that make, I suppose it's a question for both of you, but does that make you go, wow, I've never done that before that's out of my comfort zone I like it or do you go do you know what I can do that but it's going to be back in my style that I want to do and I feel comfortable with um so for me it's a bit of both I think if it's out of reach to where I know that I'm not able to do that 
obviously it doesn't get done by me. Mm-hmm. Whether there's another one of the other guys in the shop can handle it better than me, then it'll get passed to them if they're available or will advise a different shop um, or someone that can do it better. Um, but also it's nice to have that challenge. It's nice to have that fresh, uh, fresh aspect every day on, on what you're doing. It could be, yeah, it, it, well, yeah, and obviously if you can get that customer to adapt the style slightly, mm-hmm. then nine times out of 10, they're way happier with the end result if you can get, if, if they let you adapt it, which is great. So. Yeah. I guess the best thing is just to be honest about it. And mm-hmm. if it's something that's beyond your capabilities or something that you're really not going to enjoy doing, you're naturally not going to do a, a, as good a job. And if there's somebody next to you that can do it, like I can make stuff that comes in, generally I'm too busy to take it, take on any walk-ins unless I've had a, a cancellation or something. But if somebody comes in asking for something, I'll be going to do it. Grant, does everything yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so, really nice to have someone that well-rounded working at your shop too yeah definitely yeah but then sometimes we'll just get the odd walk-in or, or something and it's something that I do and I'm like perfect that's what I do but I yeah but every now and then it is nice to do something different like stuff will come yeah. in and I'll go yeah that'd be fun actually let's do it yeah it's great I kind of keep I kind of try and keep a free diary or at least a few days a week to tattoo the walk-ins like through the through the seasons where we know we're getting the, the tourism in the town mm-hmm. i will 100 percent keep days free for that and, and they expect it we see that they're, they're kind of regular tourists if you like we see the same flood of people every year and it's great it's good to see them all uh, i'm really looking forward to seeing them again hopefully this summer um i think it should be a, it should be a good one well it looks like everyone's gonna have to stick to british holidays aren't they yeah, so hopefully it'll be super busy for you so yeah I think there's one thing that um, customers don't necessarily understand is the limitations that you have when you are tattooing. So I have something in my head that I want and to then have that changed to suit something can be a bit annoying or frustrating that you don't understand why. And I think that that's, we've spoke about this before. I can't remember who it was with, but that, skill that you learn as well as tattooing is actually the communication side of things where you explain to your customer why in a nice way what they're actually asking for is a bit shit yeah without yeah without without telling them they're being a dickhead you you can and and calm them down and get them to come on your side yeah it's a real skill isn't it it's a skill in itself i think yeah learning to liaise with your customers and and like you say not not come across as a total knob that you just don't (laughs) want to do it but it's yeah but it's always for the better that's it yeah definitely and if you know if a customer's listening if we if we are suggesting changes then there's definitely a reason there like why there's a definite reason why your white tattoo on the inside of your finger is not going to be a good idea <laughs> wild if I, yeah wild wild you can imagine <laughs> the amount of walkings we get that want the realistic lion head on the finger i've seen it on oh google my God. i've seen it on google it must be okay yeah. Yeah. Did you see it healed though? <laughs> <laughs> oh. no. I do show them it healed. I, I, I get that photo up and show them it healed. Yeah, I do that. I've got a few like the same. Yeah. <laughs> Funny that. Yeah. We might know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, yeah, the respect you gain the respect for them and then you'll you'll see them again and again. Yeah. That's so nice. We have people come in here that are like local and they've just been getting tattooed for like 10, 15 years in the same shop. And every year they're like, they are friends and they come in every Christmas. They always bring you a bottle of drink or, and just pop in and have a cup of tea. And well, before, before COVID and yeah, it is lush. We're definitely, it sounds like our shops are pretty similar in that respect. Yeah. Just relax and enjoyable. Yeah. 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 And that's the sort of thing that makes people come back because they have a nice time it's half yeah. half of it is as long as people have a nice time wherever they go they'll go back there again when they want the next thing and that's not just tattoo and that's in in anything isn't it 100 percent, yeah and our shop is open plan as well so you kind of have the the entry level and there's like three steps up and a big tattooing area so you're almost not on a stage but you're at the back it's kind of kind of secluded a little bit but everybody up there is getting tattooed on the same level and the banter between everybody is so good it's the best Really it is. sounds like our shop is a mini version so it's the same you just you come in and then you go up a couple <coughs> of steps and then it's only me and grant so our tattoo area is tiny and we've got like the perspex screen up in, in between and stuff now yeah. but everyone gets involved there's just be one conversation in the shop and everyone's sort of chiming in and it's yeah. it's great yeah it's and everyone comments on that as well yeah. 
as long as it's not politics or religion I, I can't yeah. do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah same she put a sign on what was yeah. it I was watching some show and I think I don't know what it was it was probably something like Tattoo Nation or some old um some old film yeah. and they'd gone into a shop and there was this huge list on the wall of like oh, things it, yeah. like no no women no attitudes no drugs no yeah. egos no politics no. <laughs> I was like god we should get one of them <laughs> yeah, I might have one made I remember, Lucy, <laughs> yeah. I remember when, when me and my girlfriend came, um, it might have been not the last time between lockdowns, but the time before that, and Grant was tattooing a, a woman, and I went and bought everyone a coffee, and she said no one had oh, ever yeah. bought her a coffee before. Oh. And, we, and, we, and we became friends. It was nice. So a little t- oh. Tiny little things like that that you just... No, it yeah. makes a difference, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. But you're sharing the experience with her because you're so close to her. You're both going through yeah. the same pain. and Yeah, it's great when um, that happens, yeah. 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 Oh. Are you all right? Yep, you, yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> kind of get each other through it. <laughs> maybe she just, um, maybe she didn't drink it. She just felt sorry for you. Maybe. don't know. Maybe. Nasty. Being mean again. Um, <laughs> so, um, go on, Lucy. I was just going to say, when, um, when did you first start making machines? So I think I've become obsessed with machines very early on. It was the, like, like I say, I keep referring back to how I'm so interested in the, in the application of tattoo and, and how that machine works. Um, every aspect of it, down to the material, to the machines are made from, down to the spring, the spring tension, everything. Um, so I think it came about when I started practicing tattoo and with the guy that was teaching me, um, Michael, his name was, um, it was, he showed me how to tune a machine and it was very basic. It was just, oh, you can adjust the, the spring tension by bending up, bending up at the front. And, and it wasn't enough for me. I could see there was more to it. So it wasn't long before I was stripping things down and looking at what they were, buying machines just to pull apart. Um, I quite quickly grew a, an obsession with tattoo machines and a, a vast collection uh, from builders all over the world, old and new and it, yeah. So seeing all those machines, I was kind of picking pieces apart from each one to try and think to myself, how, how can I better this? How, how, well, not how can I better this, but what can I do from each of these to create something new? Um, without, I'm not reinventing the wheel, but, you know, make it the best <laughs> it can be. Um, looking at the tolerances between everything. And it's just, I just become totally obsessed with it. Totally obsessed. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't long before I kind of thought, right, I'm going to make my own machine fully handmade out of, like just made it out of flat bar, flat um, MIG welded out of flat steel. The back of our shop has a garage. Uh, we rent the garage too from the landlady and, and I turned that into a mini machine shop. This was probably 2012, 2013. Um, built this machine totally from scratch by hand and uh, it was like a brick. I've actually got it still. I'm go- I tried to find it before today, but oh. I'll find it and I'll post you. I'll send you a photo. Yeah, we, uh, we'll put it up. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I think it's cool. It's pretty <laughs> shit, but it's cool. It worked. Um, so I was straight out there tattooing people with this thing, and it was like a fucking massive, great bulldog. It was a bulldog frame, but it was a brick. I only had a basic <laughs> MIG welder and the basic stuff. And from there, it just snowballed. It really did. I refined it, refined it some more, refined it a little more. And before you know it, I was um, building machines for everybody at the shop. We were all testing them. Uh, I was, you know, stripping them apart on a daily basis, just changing the variables and changing the springs and wrapping the coils differently and using different materials. And uh, before you know it, it was just, I was getting asked to make them for other people. And yeah, one thing led to another and, and here we are with it really. Here you are. So yeah. how much of your time is taken up in making them? All my time, uh, if I'm <laughs> honest. It's, when I tattoo now, it's because I really want to tattoo. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I really love building machines. It's, it's my probably my my favorite thing to do. I love getting stuck in, in the machine shop, building machines, whether it's one-offs for conventions or, or my web store stock machines, which I try and keep in stock um, or custom orders. I take custom orders pretty much all year round. Um, so yeah, I, I like to spend as much time as possible there. Um, yeah. And then at the minute I'm kind of tattooing, well, I will be tattooing just a couple of days a week just uh-huh. to get that fix in and test the machines I'm making, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So what machines, what are the different machines that if somebody went on your website now, they'd see? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I keep, 
I've got my basic, my, all my frame, my, so my frame range are all on there. So there's all the different frames. Um, they're all kind of set up differently for different purposes. Um, the web store machines, which are the ones I try and keep in stock, they tend to be black on black or brass if they're made from brass. Um, and they're available in, in variants as in like, a, you can have it set as a normal liner, a power liner, a shader, a strong shader, a traditional shader, however you want it, but I can tune them however however people want anyway. Um, and then there's a one-off section where all the one-offs go that I build that aren't spoken for, which again, that's probably my favorite thing to do is just to get down there and build one-offs, um, one-off colors, you know, different looks to them, different aesthetic looks and bits and pieces and put them straight up on the site, ready to be posted out. How what sort of differences like do you just change the shape of the frame and and stuff to make them individual or different no colors? no there's more yeah a lot of people think that it's just the aesthetics but it's not generally between each model the geometry is going to be different so whether it's the the spring deck angle or whether it's the the distance between the spring deck and the vice grip uh, where you know to work with different armature bars to work with different height coils um, the, the list is endless, if I'm honest, with the variants. Um, and each one, I know what each one is good for. So if somebody says to me, like, I really want a real powerful liner with as minimal vibration as possible, I'll send them to my J-frame liner, which I know through experience is due to the shape and geometry of the frame and the weight, I know that's going to be the fastest, strongest running with the least vibration. Yeah. And if somebody wanted to buy their first ever machine... Is there anything that you've got on that's like an all-rounder or is it better to buy like a, a liner and a shader? So I always think it's best to have a liner and a shader. I think everybody needs that in a setup with coil machines. Um, but I did make a lockdown. Um, I call it like this is nothing to do with the current lockdown and COVID. This is way before. Um, for my needle company, I, I made a lockdown hybrid tattoo machine, which I kind of developed around being good for lining and shading. Um, with a little voltage adjustment um it's kind of i kind of set it up to be in the middle in the middle uh -huh. between a shader between a liner and i find it's really good for everything but i still always recommend you need a liner and a shader yeah i i know a lot of people are probably going to cringe at this and it must be an absolute cardinal sin to be a tattooist and not know but I don't know anything about coils. I've just never used them. I tried when I first started, but like we've spoke about this and I speak about it all the time, like my hands are fucked and they're yeah. generally just so heavy and that vibration, I just can't. So I just went straight to rotaries and beautiful. <laughs> oh, 100%, like 100%. And, and you've gone straight to rotary works too, which are those yeah. guys are just amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, shout out to Dale and, and Ian and the, and the guys there. They're fantastic. Oh, they're um, so lovely. I love them. I think in everybody's setup, it's nice to have the use of a coil machine should you need it, but perhaps you need to find the right one that's not overly heavy, that doesn't vibrate a lot. Um, again, I understand that the hand situation after tattooing and walking for 10 years, I'm kind of the same, but I kind of limit my work. So for you, if you're tattooing every day, you're going to feel the, feel the strain more. And rot yeah. rotaries have a, have a purpose 100%. I think that everybody should have one. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I love them. So, I mean, how did your, so you've got a collaboration with Rotary Works. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited that, about this. Yeah, how did that come about? And tell us about the machine. <laughs> so, um, Dale has always been really good to me at Rotary Works. He's kind of carried me through, um, got me into the conventions. We've done conventions together. I think a lot of guys perhaps will have seen us together at Brighton Convention or the London Convention um, the previous years. Sadly, not any longer. Yeah, that's um, sad which really sucks. Uh, but I always wanted to do a rotary. I'd probably get asked five to 10 times a week, are you going to be doing a rotary? <laughs> and I've always been asked the same thing. Are you going to be doing a rotary? When are you going to... And I've always said, no, reason being, I wouldn't want to tread on Dale's toes. I always send them to rotary works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dale rotary works, by the way, if anyone doesn't know. I always send them his way. So nope, you need to go to speak to rotary works, uh, grab a rotary off of those. Those guys make them better than I ever will. Um, so I go to them. So I was speaking to Dale at the London convention. Um, well, no, Brighton convention, sorry, about three years ago, we spoke about this. And I told him my reasoning for not doing a rotary is because I didn't want to tread on his toes. It's just a respect thing, really. Uh, he's done a lot for me with my coil machines and, and things. And he suggested, well, why don't we do one together? 
and it kind of blossomed from there really i was so excited when he said that because i had the ideas how i wanted it to be but i wanted him to develop the parts that he knows the best about being the motor the mechanism the bearings so he designed that all specifically for me and then i put it into put my twist on the frame and and some other little bits and pieces that going on with it and um yeah i kind of build them all uh, my new rotaries but they're overlooked by dale and ian um, quite strictly <laughs> make sure they're perfect um, and it wasn't until we, I got the go-ahead from him that we kind of put them out there now I know that nobody's seen them yet nobody just literally me Dale and Ian and I did send you one so you've got me. yeah you have the first the first one that's ever left my hands um, and I'm yeah. interested actually I did hear your partner speaking about his uh, experiences yes. back the other day which I was stoked to hear about yeah, so I've tried Glowing it out a couple of times well. now. Yeah, totally. And, you know, he does not give positive feedback very often. And having been his apprentice, I can say that very sincerely. Um, <laughs> it's uh, right. it's like getting blood from a stone. So, yeah, that was glowing feedback from him. And actually, like, so he did, he did, what, three hours on my back the other day, like black and grey. When, what day was that? Um, what day are we? Today we're Tuesday. That was Thursday no was it friday yeah friday we did that uh no saturday saturday and it's i would say it's 80 percent healed it's yeah it's just sort of lightly peeling which is lovely delicious um but it's so gentle on the skin it's caused just there's such minimal trauma there that it's just been able to heal so easily yeah it's good to know really because i didn't see mine which variant to send you i do a three point uh, 3.5 and a 4.2 mil cam and the throw is also adjustable in the machine um, I like to adjust it though for people I'd rather yeah. leave my hands and just stay as it is but um, yeah you're the first guys to to sort of really put it to good use um, I'm taking pre-orders for them in a, at the minute and the reason for the pre-orders is so that I get to tattoo with them for a good couple of weeks before I start sending them out uh-huh. um, so I'm really looking forward to getting putting them to use and it was really good to hear um yeah his feedback on that awesome so I did a few just little bits and pieces on my legs as well so I used it for some stipple shading Mm -hmm. and that was lovely as well I think I did the stippling with like um type four so you you also sent me some lockdown needles yes I'm not gonna grab them because they're rustly so yeah they were lush they were so nice I haven't given you feedback of this they were so nice I tried out a hollow eight which I've never used before okay cool got some beautiful lines and I used the type four I think you sent me and what else did you send a type seven or type I think you sent me a type seven yeah I think I just grabbed a bunch of kind of what I thought that you'd you know looking at your work seeing what you do what would be good for it yeah, and both just beautiful dots. Like, yeah, it was a, a real dream. Yeah. What would you say it's best for in terms of lines? Like, what size needle do you think it's, it's, yeah. Uh, the rotary machine. With, yeah. So there's lots of oh, variants. That, Grant did my back with a 27 mag as well, I meant to say. Oh, shit, with that machine as well? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, with a fucking oh. shovel. And that was... <laughs> If we can handle the 27s, then yeah, yeah, we should be good. Yeah. Um, so I can set them up differently. I think I'd like to add, there's variants on the machine, on the armature bar there. There's two uh, threaded holes in the top where I can add weights. Uh-huh. So for instance, if you wanted a specific one for stippling, or say stippling in small lines, I would add a weight at the front, which would give it a little more slam. So that when you're, when you're stippling, you, you get that hit, you get that consistent hit through the skin. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of picked you something in the middle, really, just so you could see it, run it. It can be it can be changed up a lot, um, if I'm honest. And I think it's in, I, I need to get use of them before I really know how I'm going to set them as a standard. Yeah. But then if, if I know somebody's ordering one that does lots of stiffer work and fine lines, then I'm going to set it up differently for them to try and meet their demands with it. That's nice. And that's, yeah so personal isn't it like you can just custom them to the person i just obsess over it i, I, I if, if, I, if it's not the best it can be i can't have it um <laughs> and, and I, there's no other there's no two ways about it I'll, I'll do my very best to to make it right for somebody and if somebody gets one 
and they, they, they're not happy with it for whatever reason or it's not working as they want it to, I'll get that straight back and I will adapt it and I'll make sure with their feedback that I, I do my best I can with it. That's awesome. And that's it one of the- to work well so far. Yeah, it's been work, it's working well so far. Yeah, and like one of the best things about the guys at Rotary Works is like their customer service is so impeccable. Mm-hmm. You just got anything wrong and they just send it back and they'll yep. give it a full service and, and send it back. And it, they're just, yeah. Yeah, so they're awesome. Great. Yeah, they're awesome. I try and keep to the same logic with my coil machines and I always have done. Um, touch wood, I don't, I don't get many issues. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot more tuning involved and a lot more parts to go wrong in a coil machine. Um, but generally, I can sort most things through a video call or, or yeah. a few photos. I can see by looking at it, oh, that's slightly out of a line or, you know, there's a yeah. bit of dirt under your contact screw. I think a lot of it's maintenance as well. There's more maintenance involved with coil machines than rotary. Yeah. Probably another reason I went straight to rotary is I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't they understand. Their, <laughs> yeah, they've got their uses. I like, I do like to try and convince everybody to try, to try them. So perhaps I need to get you a, get you a liner just to just to try if it can be if it can be as lightweight as possible then i'm more than happy to give it a shot yeah i do some aluminium ones i'm working on some new aluminium ones as well oh okay but you're going to get a little more vibration so yeah maybe for like short sittings yeah oh i just presume they you know just in my head i just think oh they're all brass and they're all gonna just chop my hand off yeah, mine are fairly small and light. I mean, I do make the bigger ones, but mine are all sh- mostly shorty coils. They're super light. They're all sort of sub 170 grams, so they're, they're super light. Oh, okay. Pack a punch. Are you going to be um, making any variations to the frame on your rotary? Are you going to make it available, like do custom colours or anything like that? Or I don't think so. I don't think so, purely because um, time. I just don't. I don't want yeah. to take away from that. I want to provide a rotary and, and that's what that is. You know, yeah. it comes in a different variance and I'll tune it and make it run perfect. But where it comes down to color, maybe now and again, I'll do some custom ones, but I don't think I'll be taking custom requests for them because it yeah. gets complicated. I bet. Yeah, it gets complicated um, with, with, with my core anyway. machine. Yeah, I love the look of it. You know, I, I've got one here. Um, yeah. Have you released any pictures of them or when are you going to be showing people what they look like? No, well, I mean, I don't know when this podcast is going out, but I'm going to be releasing the full specs and photos at the end of April with the full release. I'm going to do pre-orders again. They're going to open tomorrow um, for another 10 machines. Um, I did 10 machines in the first pre-order and I'm just going to keep it going. Um, I've been building them ready. So So anyone listening, the pre-order was yesterday. Get on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're on there i hope no actually i hope they're sold out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> too late <laughs> yeah, no, cool. you can have mine for five million pounds <laughs> yeah. oh, oh cool. that's exciting and where is have this going it... is this going up on the website yeah so dsmtattoo.co.uk and uh, they're already on there now but they're sold out so it's the, in the machine section you'll see the rotary works um collaboration dsm machine rotary machine awesome and don't forget to use your discount code yeah. yes sleeve 10 for a discount on your new rotary works dsm collaboration there you go <laughs> tested by lucy tattoo <laughs> yeah, awesome. no, i appreciate that guys it's cool i no, i just you. appreciate you sending me one so much like i just i've never been gifted like gifted a machine and it was just yeah it's amazing i love the support we have for each other and the timing come hand in hand really didn't it the time yeah so well for us with with this podcast which i think is fantastic by the way i mean i've listened to pretty much every tattooist podcast there is going um from back in the day to now and uh, yeah it's great to hear something fresh especially coming out of the uk thanks mate thank you and to have mick on here who obviously isn't uh, involved in the, the business of tattooing as well it's cool to have an out, kind of like an outsider collector's point of view on subjects that might sound foreign to most people yeah he's like the token knob of every yeah. friendship group thanks mate the one uh, i don't i only get invited because i i know how to push the buttons and do that sort of stuff yeah, that's, yeah. Only, that's all she no. needs you for that's <laughs> it yeah shut up now mate. Oh, you're doing you a good job mate, thanks <laughs> i feel like i have some lol input every now and again <laughs> Get, get you if you're being nasty to me it stops you being nasty to our guests i guess so <laughs> there is you like, that. The, you like the, the podcast jester 
Yeah. <laughs> I I try to encourage him. Mick's really good at voices, and I want to try yeah. and get more voices in the podcast. We'll get to so good. We'll get to twenty um twenty episodes before they start coming out. I need to get my feet <laughs> get my feet under the desk. Get a bit of respect before before that starts happening. Respect. <laughs> That's brilliant. Basically, I can text Mig and I'll just go like, oh, can you do Yorkshire Man at the Cricket, please? And he'll send me like a voice note of uh, a Yorkshire Man at the Cricket. It's so good. Yeah, we're not going to do him now, though. Um, Go on. Can you just do, can you just do, can you do Yorkshire Man in uh, Lidl? No. Oh, I feel like you Um, just... Yeah, I've been down there central aisle and uh do you know what they got there you'll never believe they've got cat basket <laughs> 22 <laughs> pence for a cat basket there we go well done. thanks <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a bit worried there because there's, there's some of them that are could be perceived as being a bit racist when you say can you do like can you do the south african man it's like, <laughs> don't know if i can do that one on, you on... Do the southern asian <laughs> i don't know if i can do that one publicly <laughs> but, uh, good job i kept it pc and yes. you yeah <laughs> just keep it keep it white british and i think we i don't think we can be cancelled for any of those <laughs> Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I know that's why we, we. I don't know if we could ever do anything live, could we? Because like, no, because you'd, you'd get you'd get everyone in trouble. That's it. As long as um, as long as we don't record uh, videos of us like pulling our faces apart yeah. to look oh, like geez. the guy from FKI. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, I caught that this morning. Actually, I was a bit a day behind um, with it all, but yeah, wow. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Bad, isn't it? it's wow. just, and it's something that. We've spoken about um, a, a couple of things to do with racism in the in the industry, and it always it always comes back to, and it's not just tattooing; it's everywhere. Yeah. It's when people say that they had a, you know, it was it was an in joke or it was a, you know, a, yeah. a mistake. You still have to have those things that you you think they're acceptable to do, even off camera and even as an in joke. Yeah, you, I, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? If you've got agree, that, yeah. if you've got those words in your head and you're ready to say them. And if the fact that you haven't been caught saying them yet isn't really an, an excuse for for no. why you've why you've done it, so not. No, it's pretty. It's cool. pretty. That no, was pretty disgusting. That video, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Whether there's a whether he kind of tries to justify it, I mean, there's yeah. no justification for that. But yeah, that's it. And you think if they're doing that on camera, what are they doing off camera? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like. I understand that. Yeah. There's that. I mean, I had Chinese replicate my machines they were making fake dsm frames and but it's got nothing to do with with their uh, their aesthetics of how they look yeah. it's just the fact that chinese do tend to replicate lots of stuff because they've got the means to do it over there yeah i don't know if their copyright laws are different or however that however that goes around but i managed to squish that quite quickly with mine which which was good so has that happened a lot people take from anywhere. It does happen a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. Uh, not not to me a lot. It's happened to me a couple of times. But I've managed to contact the factory that were doing them, and uh, kind of squish that quite quickly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, do you think that jumping back onto making machines? Do you think that having an engineering background or like that sort of engineering brain is imperative to make a machine, or is it something you can learn? Um, I think. Yeah, I, I, personally, I think it is a massive part of it because you, you look at it differently. So someone with an engineering background, I say my engineering background is just purely interest. Um, but I look at things dif- differently to perhaps someone that doesn't have that engineering knowledge or, or passion. You know, I look at the machine and I'm instantly thinking, what, how does that work? Or, why is that <laughs> set there? Or why is that bearing uh, with the rotaries? I'm looking at this thing that, that Dale made, that the mechanism I'm looking at, thinking, well, why has he done that? And why is this like this? And it, and it all makes sense. So I think perhaps with the coil machines as well, there's there's so many variants with them. Um, if you've got that engineering background, you know what's possible to adapt. Yeah, I think that comes with it. So but if- I don't think it's I don't think it's vital that you need an engineering background, but it helped me. 
Did you do anything <laughs> in, in engineering before you were tattooing? Or was it just something? No, I did like evening courses. I did it right. through school and I did evening courses in, um, in welding, metalwork right. fabrication, um, and things like that. So that got you the yeah. basics of, of well, no, I, that, that, when I was doing that, I never had the idea of making tattoo right. machines. I was doing that when I was say sort of, sort of 17 early. Right. early. Gotcha. So it was before I'd even got tattooed if I'm honest, um, but that just kind of helped hand in hand. So how did you end up making, um, like bringing out the lockdown needles? Um, again, I think due to my, due to my um, obsession with the craft and with the application of tattooing and needles are a vital part of that. Going through the brands, testing the brands at the shop with the volume of tattoos that we were doing at the time, finding how many bad needles there were or how good needles were ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. Uh, not that it really matters how much things cost, but you, I, I kind of look at it and, and thought to myself, you know what, there's something, there's something I can do here with this. Um, so after speaking to some contacts I've, I've got the, um, some older tattooists that used to hand make their needles, um, I kind of learned the basics of, an, of a tattoo needle, really what it's built from, what it's made of, the best materials for it, the safest materials, and, and developed from there, really. Um, developed mainly just for my tattoo shop. The first lockdown needles, we, they were purely made for us at the shop. Um, and uh, yeah, again, it spiraled from there, really. We had a couple of guest artists that come in, used them, wanted some. They take them back to their shops. Their guys want some more lockdown needles. And before you know it, we, again, we just... Um, and then they're, they're really nice. Like I sort of religiously use Black Claw. Yeah. Um, and they are really similar, just really solid. And yeah, I would definitely be buying them. Yeah, I um, mean, I think that, that you, I, I like... I take a lot of pride in them in the fact that I'll personally guarantee them like if anybody ever has any problems with any of the needles or they don't even like them just speak to me we'll get them back it's no problem um, I'm going to be doing some sample packs soon I'm going to try and send out to a lot of tattoo shops around the UK just so people really get to try them um, I've been doing them since 2014 but like anything it takes time um, yeah. I think they've, they've, they've before the lockdown started they were really getting around and the feedback I was getting is just that is, is great so hopefully um when we're back on track people don't forget about them and uh we can continue that venture too that'd be great yeah I actually I need to make a note right now because we're going to come back to work on Monday and I've got no fucking needles so I need to do an order <laughs> ASAP <laughs> is it again a question for both of you because Everyone seems to be in the same boat of, yeah, we knew we might be able to go back on the 12th, but let's wait and see, just make sure. Is it now a case of all of those things that you could have been doing for the last however long, you're now like, fuck, I need to do all of those now? Or is everything been... is everything pretty much, you know, you you can, there's, is there stock that you've had to throw away? Like, does ink last eight months? How does it work? I've been painting the shop today and I could have done it three months ago, but right. I didn't. <laughs> I waited right to the end, but yeah, ink goes out of date. A lot of, a lot of like colors and stuff are going to be wasted more because you, you buy a color and you might only use it four times, yeah, six okay. months. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely in panic mode. I haven't. I didn't think. I thought the closer it got, I thought there was more chance we we're going to go back, but I didn't want to prepare in case I jinxed it. Yeah. So I would rather be in a panic now than have got totally ready and then been let down. Um, what about you, Dan? Yeah, so a lot of my time really has been spent sort of prepping for when we do go back with my stock of machines and, and the needles and uh, luckily overseas orders, so particularly like uh, in the States. I mean, probably 70% of my machines go to the States, go to the oh, US. Wow. Right. Um, and all over the world, to be honest. But, there's, you know, I'm lucky that they were still tattooing. Yeah. They still wanted machines and I was still able to provide a few machines just to keep things above water, you know. Yeah. Uh, the shop being closed, as everybody's has been basically for a year. Um, full rent payable. We've got a, we've got a kind of fund from somewhere. Um, okay. The panic now, yeah. I mean, we had the shop tiled out at the weekend, so I probably did leave it a bit late. The Tyler messaged me this morning saying he'd finished, so that was cool. Uh, we had the flooring <laughs> redone and just freshened it right up down there. Um, 
we're going to go in on Sunday, I believe, and just finish off getting things ready for Monday. But um, I've been busy with machines, not not busy selling them, busy making them, busy developing yeah. the rotary def- um, and, and things like that. Yeah. Ready for ready for when we open. I'm super aware. And you must be as a parent yourself. Like it has it has been a time that we wouldn't have had with mm. our offspring so it has been lovely and I know so many people that have said hopefully we won't ever have another year off <laughs> till we retire or, or what have you but yeah it has still been great though and I've been, a bit <coughs> it's of- been good I mean I got a, a three and a half year old little boy so it was great to spend time with him and my wife and um, then we had another our, our second little boy was born in November so I mean it couldn't have been better really timing wise um, yeah for that Um, oh that's nice what are their names so I've got little Dexter who's Dexter who's three and a half or nearly yeah three and a half so and uh Parker is the baby oh nice that's so cute yeah they're awesome super cute oh so as a as a parent tattooing running the shop making machines selling needles do you get any time to do any traveling with tattooing do guest spots and things so not guest spots as such um i like to get off to um get off to florida probably three to four times a year we go we go as a family so i me and my wife and my, my, my youngest obviously hasn't been yet but little Can i be in your family <laughs> yeah next he's three and a half he's been sort of six seven times already oh wow florida. We spend a lot of time there and uh, I'm lucky enough to, to tattoo at Jimmy Whitlock's Lucky Supply in Largo at his museum. Um, so that's wow. really cool when I go out there. Um, shout out to Jimmy, by the way. He's helped me a lot through the, through the times as well with machines and everything else. That's and if you haven't been out there, you need to go. Anybody that hasn't been out to see Jimmy Whitlock's Lucky Supply Museum needs oh. to go. That's cool. Yeah. I use Lucky Supply when I when I work out there. So I, I thought I was pretty lucky, lucky uh, by going out a couple of times a year. Mm. Uh, but now I know I have to up my game <laughs> to four. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'll go with I'll go with a bag of machines and I'll visit the shops I know. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll sell some machines and, and tune some That's machines nice. and hang out in the shops that I do know out there. Um, I kind of built some good contacts and friends. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's really cool. So I try and get out there. I mean, the last time we, we actually got stuck there during the first lockdown, we had already flown out and then lockdown oh, really? hit. We were stuck out there. Um, it was pretty eerie, actually. The whole place just stopped and we couldn't get home. We had to take an emergency uh, recovery flight home. Oh, my God. Interesting. With a pregnant wow. wife and a little boy, it was pretty hectic. But yeah, wow. it was good. I can't wait to go again. Yeah, I just missed it. So I came back maybe two weeks before we went into lockdown and I was in New York and nice, and yeah. it was it escalated so much like from leaving to where we, they were two weeks later like no one was wearing masks or anything and so it was just so normal and then suddenly it was completely shut down yeah. and just wild but it hit the world pretty hard didn't it all of a sudden yeah it's been crazy hasn't it just yeah. It's it's mad to think like what has this year been? Yeah. I'm looking forward to traveling again. That's the thing I miss the most. I mean, we we do we've done California a few times too, and and had some good experience out there. I look forward to seeing more of the world and taking, especially my two young boys, and getting them to see see different places. Yeah. Oh, and did you? Um, I think we've spoken about this previously, but you've been to Lyle Tuttle shop as well. Is that right? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so in 2015, we did a month-long trip to, uh, to California. We flew to Amazing. LA and done the whole coastal highway route and everything else. Wow. Uh, visited San Francisco for a few days. Uh, I was visiting shops all along the way, to be honest. Uh, visiting people that I've, I've known only online, putting faces yeah. to names and, and what have you. Um, yeah, came across Lyle's. Uh, we, we, I think we, were, we went to see Ed Hardy's tattoo scene. Wow. They're not far from each other, obviously. And then... Across the way is, uh, is Lyle Tuttle's shop and museum, um, which is absolutely awesome. So awesome. Wow. I kind of visited there late one night after we'd been for some food. And the guys that were working in there said to me, um, oh, Lyle's in town. He arrives tonight. 
And I was like, oh, right. So will he, will he be tattooing? And they said, uh, well, he's doing, he'll perhaps tattoo you his, his signature, which he's known for doing on his last, <laughs> last years. Um, so yeah, it kind of worked out hand in hand. They said, I'll come back at 12 the next day and we'll see if he's up for it or not. And lo and behold, I turned up and there he was ready to go. Oh my God. So I got to spend some time with him, which was fantastic. Yeah, really awesome. I would have just been like grilling him. Mm. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. It was it it wasn't just the tattoo inside, but he showed me his machines. I was always I was always obsessed with what a machine that he built called the Frisco Flyer. It was a cast brass machine, I think it was, and it was of um, like a swallow, and it was just awesome. And I got tattooed by that machine. Wow! Which was really, really cool. Yeah, it was that awesome. is amazing. Really wow good. when uh, we spoke to shanghai kate a couple of weeks ago and um, yeah. so that is going to come out in a few weeks time but she has uh sailor jerry's molds for his oh, machines nice. yeah i know about those yeah yeah and she i think she's she was talking about maybe doing like making some machines using them and stuff but i bet people she said people offer her money for them the whole time <coughs> yeah so there's a few machine builders that i've spoke to over the years have claimed to have the have copies of the molds or have been replicating the molds or which I, they, which obviously can be done if you can get hold of an original Sailor Jerry Bulldog, which yeah. um, which I was actually lucky enough to tattoo with when I was tattooing at Lucky Supply in Largo. Uh, Jimmy said to me, oh, you know, you can pick any machine out of my collection and use it. So obviously I picked the, the Sailor Jerry, original Sailor Jerry Bulldog. I believe it was wow. his personal machine. Oh my. And I tattooed with that, which was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that for me, it wasn't so even cool. about the tattoo. It was watching how this machine operated and watching, or seeing the little tricks that 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 Sailor uh, that, that Sailor Jerry had come up with um, was astonishing. Yeah, really cool. Ahead of his time for sure. Yeah, he definitely paved the way. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it was so cool. It, that is just you must have just been soaking it up. It like... was just I, I'm so lucky, like so lucky with that, like falling into that right place and. Jimmy being so accommodating to me and he, he is fantastic. And I, I urge anybody that's in, um, that's in Florida, I'm, even if you're visiting Orlando, if you're doing the Disney thing, he's only an hour and a half away, you know, through Tampa and, and, and at Largo up the top there. It's, it's amazing. You have to go. Let's go, Meg. I've never been to Florida. You Deal. just have to go. It's just one of those things. You just, you have to go. Oh, that would yeah. be amazing. Wow. What a dream. Yeah. What a dream how nice for him to have let you use it as well like yeah people are so decent he is he's, he's the man yeah he's been great oh yeah. god some amazing stories I think like there's just so much history and certainly it's been amplified while we've been in lockdown but I've just been trying to soak up as much history and learn as much history about our our industry as possible and the more I learn the more fascinated I am by it and the more I want to travel to these places and and uh, this has definitely been a great opportunity to speak to some amazing people like because you can't just phone someone up and go can we speak on the phone (laughs) like can I ask you about your life (laughs) it's good to get out there as well for everybody else to listen to you know if you're talking about the podcast and stuff you know everybody else gets to benefit from it too yeah that's it and it's always a bit concerning I was you know when you asked me to come on here which which I'm grateful for I think to myself yeah I'd love to come on but I'm not very interested (laughs) and that's not true that's not true at all. Like, fuck, who else has been tattooed by Lyle Tuttle and used Sailor Jerry's machine? Like, you know, oh yeah, when I think about it, you know, it was only when you when you asked, the, you know, when I was thinking about oh, what are we going to sort of talk about, I thought, you know what, actually, there's some pretty cool things that have kind of fell into place for me. Yeah, um, I think it, I think it all comes from being respectful though, and being respectful to these people and not going there expecting this to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being humble and keeping yourself yeah. to yourself and. I was just yeah so grateful for it all that's it and I think people can tell when someone is just genuine and that definitely helps as well yeah having a genuine interest and and love but it's been you know it's been great to talk to you about machines and I know we we talked before it works but to hear about coils and um and you know you are a big name in our British industry like DSM machines everyone knows who they are who you are I mean, so, I'm great. yeah, I'm, thanks, thanks for saying that. You know, I don't really sort of hear it. Um, 
I just do what I do and try and do my best for people. And there's a handful of us UK machine builders. I mean, to throw a few names out there, um, you have Dave Bryant, who was fantastic. He's now moved. Uh, I think he now lives in uh, in Portland. But he was brilliant. Um, you've got, say, Bert Thomas. He, he builds a fantastic, fantastic core machines as well. Um, yeah, so there's a few, there's a few guys doing it. Um, but those yeah. two spring to mind for me when it comes to UK builders. So have you got anything else planned? Anything else coming up now that you, well, not now that you're doing needles, you've done them for a long time, but have you got any plans to bring yeah, out any so, other kind of products? Yeah, I've got not, not so much other products now. I'm, I'm kind of just, the only products I ever saw that needed improvement that I thought needed improvement or could be improved by me were my tattoo machines and my needles. Um, I've got some awesome collaborations coming up. I've been asked to do, uh, so me and uh, Hudson Tattoo. I don't know if you guys... You, mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about him the other day. Yeah, Powerhouse oh, Tattoo. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's fantastic, and, and I highly recommend asking him to come on here. He's, he's fantastic. Well, he's such was... a humble guy. He's, his tattoo work speaks for itself. It's solid. Yeah, I love his... his so those, nice. Those flush card, what, like the playing mm -hmm. cards that he does. Flames. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, and these little speed skulls, they're, they're amazing. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. He's been fantastic to me as well. He's been very supportive with the lockdown needles. Um, he helps me out, sort of pushing them out there and getting people to realise that there is other decent brands out there, you know, yeah. some people that do give a shit. Hmm. Um, so we're, do we're doing a machine together, which is really cool. Oh, nice one. Um, his design with my build. Um, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So I think how we're going to do that is we're going to meet up. We're going to build them together, make sure they're all perfect, make sure they run how he wants them to. Um, so that'll be fun. It's going to be quite limited though. We're not going to be running them forever. It'll be just more of a side project, a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and the same, we're going to do a similar thing with, uh, with Lal Hardy. <gasps> nice. So oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Because he is the ultimate gent in tattooing in my eyes he is great he Fantastic. sent me a print today actually like oh, um, yeah. he sent me one of his pork chop sheets of ultra designs that oh, came fantastic. in the post yeah he yeah. is absolutely awesome i mean what a guy again his support yeah. has just been been endless and so appreciated um, yeah he, so i'm great. looking yeah. forward to going up and seeing him seeing his collection seeing his stuff you know hopefully dusting off some old machines and creating something yeah, with them awesome. amazing he showed me some pictures of some of the machines he's got in the shop. Some of these like dodgy looking prison style yeah. machines. Yeah, <laughs> and the then... thing is, I love looking at them because you can sometimes pick up things that perhaps were missed. Yeah. Well, why did they do that? And for instance, on the going back to Sailor Jerry, going back to the machine I tattooed with that he made, it, it had these little adaptions where you could see there were afterthoughts. So the frame had little extra pieces mm. of metal put on them afterwards you could see they were adapted and i'm kind of looking at them thinking well why and when you figure out why i can then build that into what i do and hopefully move forward with with coil machines yeah that's pretty cool oh wow god that'd be yeah so many exciting things we just need to be allowed out of the house now to be able to do them yeah that would be cool wouldn't it to meet up again and i'm really looking forward to the next convention i mean i all the the, the brighton convention is fantastic um as you know, they're just awesome. A shout yeah. out to Woody and the team for putting on a great show there. Yeah, love um, it. London Convention, really sad about the, the collapse of that. Um, I hope it can get reformed. We were booked mm -hmm. there uh, year on year. It's fantastic. Do you so do hope... any others? Not at the minute, but if right, obviously now that if London doesn't happen, I'm going to perhaps do some of the, I know there's some really good conventions sort of up north from, yeah. from here. So, you know, like, I'm going to perhaps do them. Leeds, I think, is quite a good one. I've heard a lot about that in the Great North. But I need to yeah. look into it, really, and see where we are at the time. But yeah. Brighton, for sure. I love Brighton shows. It's great. Hopefully, yeah, I'm booked to do it. And um, fingers crossed it can go ahead in August. That would be great. Yeah, hopefully. We had some hotel issues. Um, some hotel I... issues with, with that, with kind of moving that. I like to book the hotels early for me and the guys that come with me. <clears throat> but they've been so reluctant to move them, um, even during the fact that we're not allowed to stay there. You know, we, we got <laughs> emails that said, you can only stay here if you're working. And I'm like, mm, well, we're not working. Can you move our dates? And they're still just, you know, 
God. Seems a bit crazy that they're kind of throwing that kind of in the works for people. Wow. That's not cool. I bet they're fucked as well, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. Everybody's, yeah, I I totally get it. I mean, it wasn't a recon. It was more we just wanted to be able to move the dates, you know. Um, Some of those hotels get quite costly, and I understand that they're really struggling too. Um, I think with things like that, people either... We keep talking about this about how people constantly surprise us when we're doing yeah doing this thing. So I think that sometimes you just get people are just they go yeah of course we're not going yeah of course you can move it and they're nice and then others are just just sticking the mud dickheads and uh, they'll get they're the ones that'll be they'll get fucked they'll be the ones that that people won't go back to next year. Yeah, this is the, nice. this is the thing you know we go year on year and we stay at the hotel year on year so little things like that kind of make you think twice and. Um, everyone seems to use the great um, COVID excuse for lots of things yeah. at the minute, sadly. Yeah. Blame COVID. It. I mean, yeah, obviously we're in a, we're in a pandemic and it's, it's savage on everybody, but you can't blame everything on it. No. You know? COVID doesn't cause personality. No. Although I think it has for some people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, Dan it's been so last to chat to you thank you so much for um spending some of your valuable time uh, coming no, thanks for asking me, guys it's been really good and and uh, I think it's great that you know that you two kind of bounce off each other and it's really cool to have Mick on here who's uh not from tattooing I think it's great works really oh, well thank you well, I'm and glad thank- somebody's happy that he's here <laughs> <laughs> and uh thanks for sponsoring it as well and giving everyone oh, a little discount you. code that's, oh, that's you know, cool of you as well that's the least I can do Thanks, yeah, for support. So again, nice. thanks, thanks to everyone that believes in my machines and uses them and gives me feedback or tells me they're shit. <laughs> so. Well, I don't think it's it, and I love it. I love my DSN slash Rotary Works machine. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm so you. excited to get those out there. I mean, I'm really looking forward to to showing them off. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Well, I can I can say that it's lush. Everyone's gonna love it. It's beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> thank awesome. you so much dan it's been so great thank thanks you yeah, thanks guys it's been fun cheers bye thank you